Show R&D, podcast episode 88. This is Alex Caravan, director of data science. Uh, sipping a uh, water with lemon lime because, uh, you know, a few of our of our guests will be uh, underage. Uh, and nursing, nursing old Red Bull. Uh, what do you mean? I didn't know that. Yeah, sarcasm? I didn't know that. <laughs> how, how old do you think Seagull is? I, was, I knew Seagull. Seagull's the one I knew, but are there I, others? Alfredo, dude. Oh, really? That's what I've been asking Ben to take him back to last oh, wow. yesterday. Uh, Lindley? Kyle Lindley, Pulse Product Manager, also drinking a Waterloo Lemon Lime. Same as ep- episodes 87. I'm Anthony Brady, R&D Director of Sports Science, Primary Host, R&D, Podcast, Driveline Research and Drinks, also drinking the Waterloo. Um, yeah, Meet the Interns episode. What's yeah. up, Doug? Ethan Siegel, good to have you on. Meet them Meet again. Yourself. Meet them again. Uh, yeah, wait, were you on the last Meet yeah, the Interns? Yeah, I was, yeah. But he hasn't been with you, so yeah. he's, he's not ready for your heart. I mean, this is, my, this is my first Meet the Interns podcast. Also, it's Clearly, your first podcast in the summer, I feel like. Yeah, that's also probably true. June was a, a big month of travel, so. But yeah, uh, Ethan coming back as a data science intern. Uh, what's up, man? Good to have you on. It's good to be here. Way nicer room this time. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'll say. Our, our, our set is a little bit less shanky than last time. Did, did you watch that episode back? Yeah, I actually don't watch a whole lot of them on video, though, yeah. but that one specifically. Noted, noted. The, uh, <laughs> you're, you're one of our go-to audio listeners then? Yep, yeah. That's good. Yeah, but cool. this setup looks really nice. So. Do, do, do you remember, yeah, uh, did, did you notice uh, a few, not you, but a few other interns not really speaking in the mic during, that, during the rewatch? Yeah, the audio kind of like cuts in and out. I'll make sure to speak right in. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, make yeah. sure you're close. Production, production's <laughs> yeah. a lot more dialed now. Yeah, um, didn't, didn't bring a beverage. That's fine. G- g- gave you gave you a little hedge up. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, first off, uh, uh, you know, well, I think we should start off with uh, what I was DMing you about. How how is the last uh, how is the last season? MIT Beavers. What what do we got? Yeah. So uh, yeah, Caravan told me right before I walked in here that. Uh, I'm going to have to lie about my 12 walks for nine, but I said I was going to own that. So, yeah. And I also told him I'd own my 13 Ks for nine. Nice. So, there we go. I was going to yeah. say, what's a K for nine? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like dictated my training this off season as well. Been more focused on like command intended zone stuff. Nice. So, nice. nice. That's awesome. Especially coming off a, I feel like this pro off season was one of our first times like really leaning into that. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Seeing like Langan go through that with mm-hmm. Ubila and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good initial uh, contrast too. I mean, I mean, some of the stuff you're working on, uh, we talked about in the Vic episode. It's like a little bit more, more low key, or like you know, uh, what's the term for it? Not black box, but just uh, just on the down black mode. ops. Yeah, yeah, black ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. black but, box, but, but, dude. <laughs> black hawk down. Dog. Remember the black hawk? <laughs> remember where you came from, bro? The R and D black ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, but 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 I, but I was gonna yeah I, I, I was curious from from an athlete point of view because you're you're training and working here which, which is sick um, yeah what what's changed the most between experiences summer to summer yeah I I think this summer since I'm not doing as much velo I've spent a little bit less time on the floor when like all the athletes have been there so it's been more of like an individual focus for me nice. I know I noticed like in like when you're in the middle of velo it's like 100 percent a like group thing like mm-hmm. everybody's hyping Every, you up sure, you're yeah. hyping everybody else up you know command even pitch design like you're very much like one-on-one with your trainer more so yeah do you miss that aspect at all definitely yeah i definitely like know less of the athletes this summer um even though like i still try to spend time out there mm-hmm. and get to know the guys so, what yeah, do you think yeah. the odds are we could eventually get a a culture around where everybody's I've been somebody up for dotting, yeah. dotting their slide. Like, dude, let's go develop a sleeper. Yeah, we need 20 yeah. inches here. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh shit, he hit his spot. Yeah. Yeah. And going like, no, he's gonna have to hit it six more times. Yeah, and then he from the yeah. move on. He needs to stabilize. That's five for seven. He's got one more, guys. Yeah. We need yeah. at least 50 pitches yeah. of the same pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I bet we could do that with uh, like command. Uh, gamifying command games, some yeah. kind of, yeah. some kind of way. I mean, again, like a just team slow thing. run. People you just need gotta... to be locked in for a while. Yeah. I feel like maybe if you made teams, like if you teamed up yeah, with somehow saying. like weighted weighted teams so they were even and then yeah. you and like a few other guys had to like score good enough on your intended zone stuff. I don't know. So yeah. like a live, a, live ABs, like the live ABs ELO score, but yeah. like with command. Yeah, yeah dude, for Goddamn sure. Goddamn right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I mean, I mean, I think that's one of the things uh, Jake's in, in the first podcast appearance. Wasn't he telling us some story like that? That's what he was doing in the Reds training yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. That was part of like, it. Like, plus one if you if, if you nail like the zone um yeah, bunch of like outcome stuff yeah <clears throat> i mean yeah anytime 
uh, anytime you put like a leaderboard or some sort of game on the line around athletes, like it does not matter what it is. It'll, it'll create like hype, you know? Oh yeah. Like they're, they're, it's just like naturally going to happen no matter what. Um, it'd be sick. I think there's a bunch of things we could do. Yeah. Jake's at one point was talking about, uh, what was like a, a game where we take like a deck of cards and on them, we put a bunch of pitches and like pitch locations, yeah. you know? So it's like, uh, kind of expanding on it. You know, you have to have, throw a throw a slider with like at least this much horizontal break or something yeah. and then in this zone location and see if you can execute it kind of a I mean thing. that sounds already sounds hard as fuck <laughs> throw a slider with this much horizontal break no 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 but like in a, in you, you, you just put it over yeah. a threshold yeah yeah so it's yeah, like, right 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 yeah. like a slider with like at least 3 inches yeah. so that it's yeah. not like a backed up you know yeah. cutter yeah. or something yeah. and then it's like put it in that location so yeah. it wouldn't be too hard yeah if you had to like nail down exact ones yeah. that'd be like throw a slider uber, with 12 inches of horizontal break Negative yeah. three inches of drop. Yeah. Um, Within and, 12 inches yeah, of this and zone. dot it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is a, so when do you go home? Um, Probably like early to mid August. So, okay. Yeah. So what's a, are you going to try to mix in any more live sessions or because it's still summer and you have the whole fall, are you going to still try to do mostly development? Yeah, I'll definitely jump in on some live sessions later. Probably, honestly, probably coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Dude, August is coming in fast. Yeah, I'm excited to get in there and throw strikes. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah. Have you looked at the intended zones uh, data yet? I remember you telling me you were, you were trying to hold off on it. We haven't yet. I think I'm getting close though. I I ran the numbers on my own yesterday and yeah. like 44 fastballs and like 37 ish sliders. Yeah. So probably like hopefully like one to two more sessions and then we look at that. For your own. I've been, data? Yeah, I've been trying to like stay off. away from like off. even looking at it yeah. at all. What do you so, think, uh, like, what is your, like, what do you think it's going to be miss-wise? So I'm definitely consistently missing up in a way with my fastball. With your fastball? Um, sliders are probably exactly the opposite. So, like, down, down and down club, and side. club side. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But which one do you think is, like, closer, like, miss distance-wise on average? Honestly, probably the slider. I threw a lot of strikes with the slider in the spring as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of like my go-to like strike pitch actually yeah you'd think it'd be the opposite but uh yeah the only problem is is like with the miss instances i'm i think when i miss with my slider it's like a 40 footer yeah <laughs> yeah the, the mean the mean slider distance might be higher the median is gonna be yeah lower, yeah, yeah that, that's that's be elite if that if that happened yeah <laughs> i well, wouldn't be surprised if that's the case for a lot of people what's the benefit of not looking at your intended zone stuff do you just want to like be surprised like while factor at the end of a training block? Yeah, just mostly just focus on like building enough sample to um, like look at like reliable data as opposed to yeah, just yeah. like one session. Yeah. But also just like not biasing not any overreact. of the, yeah. um, any of like the early collection. So that makes sense. I was just wondering if like, if having some more feedback would help maybe speed up your development on it. Um, Cause what are you using for feedback now? Just mostly like visually just like yeah. thinking about the pitch after, after a lot of visuals it. for me i mean this is the first pro probably time in a couple of years that i've focused on like throwing to a target and then like evaluating whether i hit that target or not mm -hmm. just because i was in below for so long and i think that alone has helped me develop my command at least a little bit so yeah i think it's one of those things where like for example, with Velo, if you try to throw the ball hard, you'll probably throw the ball a little bit harder at least. Mm -hmm. um, if you try to throw to a, throw a ball to a spot over time, you'll probably get better at that. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, especially if you have the same amount of feedback that you get from Velo, where it's like as soon as you throw, you see the number on a radar board and know like, oh, okay, I didn't throw that harder, or I did. And same yeah. thing with, with command. That's why it's so easy without a catcher to just like be okay with, 40 foot Spider breaking man. balls oh yeah yeah because you don't you're not screwing over a catcher that's got to you know get up and go get that ball or like try to block it right but, but what do you think yeah what do you think most people uh like maybe on your team or just in your you know just in college baseball right now like what do you think to do for command if anything i would say like probably the general thing is just like bullpens um yeah focusing on like throwing to a spot like throwing to the glove and then yeah. seeing whether you hit the glove or not i think that's a little bit misleading though just because like the catcher is always going to try to like yeah. frame something and mm -hmm. like you might think that you hit your spot when in reality the catcher framed it like four inches mm -hmm. yeah right that turns a ball into a strike sometimes and those are still yeah. competitive pitches bias. but yeah you you definitely want to know like right where you throw in the ball and that's you know using track man for that is a good is a good thing as opposed to like 
human feedback yeah for sure and on the break stuff too right like catchers are more more likely to say that was that was a good that was a good pitch if it was in the zone location bias for sure yeah yeah and yeah with movement it's so dependent on location Mm -hmm. yeah what what, what about what about um pulse did you end up using that like during the season or or like how how did i go monitoring your workload yeah so i wore pulse in every game like basically every single throw, throw that i made i no had pulse way. on I didn't, I didn't know you wore it in a game yeah, yeah. yeah. No, i was completely over from the blood flow dude <laughs> about yeah. pass fall the seat. i had i had my strap on and a three-quarter sleeve every single time let's go and so you go start you go three-quarter sleeve over the strap yep nice yeah and yeah that was really cool because i got to see um you know my my workload go up with throughout the whole season and mm-hmm. like that was the highest i'd ever seen it while wearing pulse and then being able to like diagnose that and like kind of like plan out my throwing for the next couple of days after mm-hmm. i made an yeah. appearance so going forward too i feel like one of the big things now that you have some in-game or in-season data you can have a really good reference for like what happened here dude what's up I just noticed that this bat is super fucked up. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, so they just got mad and started trashing the place. Yeah. Now that you you wore it in season, you have that in season like reference. You can say, okay, this is where my like chronic or acute workload, whatever you want to use, was at during like the peak of the season when I was throwing my most. So like going into the next spring, you can have a good like here's a the goal that I need to get to to uh, probably probably feel my best and be in mid season form. Yeah, and I. I think especially being in more of like a relief role this season, it was really important for me to have that workload data because I'm, I wasn't used to being a reliever like in high school and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like being able to like understand where my workload was at, like relative to how my arm felt as well yeah, was big because like sometimes I was making an appearance like two days after I had come in before and like being able to like be confident that my arm was going to be there even if it didn't yeah. feel great warming up. Yeah, that's good. That's very cool. Brady's been uh, using Pulse for all, all his uh, mm-hmm. start, like starts and appearances too. And I mean, I don't know if you heard, dude, but this guy's coming off a uh, Grand Forks. Uh, what is it? Twenty k, fifty k win. GFI, yeah. G- give give us a shout place, out. First place, uh, first place in Grand Forks International. Came, yeah. came home with twenty k, so pretty big, pretty big win for the studs. Oops, it's huge. I mean, it was kind of a lame way to win. We uh, the championship rained out in eighth. Championship got rained out in the sixth. We were up one nothing, but. Um, I think we would have beat him. We would have beat him still. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wait, did, did you pitch in the last game? <clears throat> if I asked you. No, so I was I was warming you were, up. You were ready for the last three? Yeah. When we went into rain delay, if we would have came out of rain delay, I would have thrown the last three. Because I started I started the second game of the tournament. And the team that we were playing in the championship was the team that I started against. Yeah. And I went six innings against them. So and, yeah. and you said you were gonna start more this season, right? Yeah. What you planning on? Yeah, the biggest thing was just like focusing on throwing more strikes. Yeah. So that's what I'm focused on this offseason. Hopefully that translates to more strikes yeah, next yeah. season. It should be interesting because Brady pretty much did that. He, 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 he'd been pitching mostly relief for the studs. And then this mm-hmm. this this season, you've already had a couple starts. Yeah, I threw, and, I and threw, also threw 102 pitches yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Which is, I Wait, think the oh, most yeah, yeah. Thrown. Wait, that, that's what I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how was yesterday? That's why I was so gassed yesterday. Yeah. Dude, threw 102 pitches. Um, it was good. We went uh, six innings, seven punches. I think one earned three hits. One walk, one walk that should have, should have been a backwards K, but I didn't get the call. Pretty, pretty pissed about that. Cause I think I was on like a, up until that point, I was on like a 15, no. 15, no walk. And I think it was like 13, 13 or 14 straight innings without walk. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can yeah. cut in, uh, divide by 10 for, for your goals. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe goal one spring, and one inning of yeah. no walks. <laughs> spring 2023, zero yeah. walks yeah. every six innings. Oh, I hate walks. I hate. I hate walks so much now, especially compared to like I'm fine with like little dinkers and, yeah. and hits and stuff. Just getting deep in the count and, and and spending that many pitches to, yeah, yeah. to walk someone. Yeah, like yesterday I went six innings on 102 pitches, but I also had to get four extra outs because we had a couple errors in the field. It was like raining all day. It was pretty tough. I mean, but... you had six innings, 84 pitches or something. You told me, uh, in, yeah, uh, in Grand Forks. In right? Grand Forks, that was actually the one I was uh, like the stat I like more is three ball counts. In yeah. Grand Forks, I was in one three ball count zero walks so yeah that's wild that's sick yeah Yeah, because i know like last spring for me like even when i was getting my k's and stuff i was Mm -hmm. in so many three ball counts so many high leverage pitches that's helped me a lot is like i don't even i've i've thought less about like don't walk people and i try to just avoid three ball counts as much as possible like even if if it's 2-0 and we call slider or something you're in fastball and just like fuck it 
here it is. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if, if you, if you hit a two Oh double, I'm fine with that. Or even just like a base hit, like I'll just try to get ahead on the next guy and go there. Just try to avoid, you know, three Oh as much as possible. I feel like it's pretty easy too. uh, in a lot of, a lot of counts. I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe it's just hitters up here sometimes in this league, but like guys are not looking to ambush 2-0 as much as I think they would be. Like I, I would assume that guys should be just like dialed in ready to, you know, ambush a fastball 2-0, but yeah, that's uh, what I would think as well. Yeah. I mean, think they're like, hitters are stupid. They get themselves out so much. That's <laughs> no, what I've learned. That's why, that's why I know Brady's fired up on the spot. He's yeah, yeah. all his secrets. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out all hitters. Do you think hitters it's fucking because, suck? Do you think oh, some of them are just like not confident that if the pitcher, like if they're in that 2-0 and the first two pitches were kind of wild, they're not confident that the pitcher can actually bring it in? Yeah, I don't know. You can, you can kind of like tell when a guy's looking for a walk. You know, you, you can just kind of like tell right away. It's weird too because you can, you can read uh, – the bench's reaction. It's like something else I've noticed too, is like if you throw two straight balls and the bench starts like getting really rowdy, like, you know, trying to get in the pitcher's head or something. I take that and I view that as like, oh, they have no confidence that this guy could like hit yeah. off me. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk. go right at him, you know? Cause like your teammates want you to walk right yeah. now. They, they don't want you to get a pitch to hit, so. A lot of free yeah. command off on this podcast. Yeah. No, that that could just be like a totally <laughs> bullshit, like yeah. my psyche version of it. But that that's how I've looked at a lot of it um, lately, at least. Yeah, that's an interesting take on on the whole uh, the whole dugout thing. Yeah, cause... yeah. Well, because like we do that. I mean, I do that when I'm in mm -hmm. in our dugout. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, if, I mean, I'll be completely honest. If there's a guy who's got a hole in his bat and like <laughs> we're aware of it, I see him getting a two ball count. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, talk it up. Let's like see if we can get this guy to yip another fastball because like that's a free base for us like i'm gonna be honest and that guy's not getting on otherwise. yeah if he gets a good 2-0 fastball right here like he, he might miss it you know like would i just they, i just know what kind of hitter this person is would they get rowdy on the opposite if it's a really good hitter it's 2-0 they feel like a like a you oh know, yeah middle, middle fastball you, you, might be coming i feel like you can definitely tell a difference in chatter just, just level oh, yeah. based like, on like better hitters are gonna get it excitement of having like a power yeah and yeah you're like oh yeah. don't you know you don't want to give him a pitch to hit here kind of mm -hmm. a thing so it's like different chatter Chicken yeah gonna get up the the, the, <laughs> focuses, the focuses are like different you know right. like if you've got a if you've got a guy at the plate and you're like you're yelling at the pitcher like yeah this is not the spot you want to be in like don't give him a good one mm -hmm. you can you can kind of just tell like oh they don't have they don't have confidence in you. Uh, yeah, have you guys seen the that Chicken Little movie where he just has the tiniest strike zone? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the animated yeah. Chicken yeah. Little. He just comes up yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think we gotta we gotta keep it moving to get everyone. But I was gonna say oh, really yeah, quickly before we bounce. Uh, what 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 are your because because I I was talking to Alfredo about this. What are your pool rankings after last night? Because because me some of the data science Ooh. homies Ethan and Lindley <laughs> played pool. Obviously Vic is best. Obviously Oz is worse. But talking about the meat of it, me, you, Lindley, uh, Besky, yeah. how you ranking those people? Honestly, after the bet at the end of the night, yeah, I have to put Besky first. That's an impressive score. close. That's impressive close. Yeah. Oh, the the number of strokes to to clear the table. Yeah. yeah, he had a he had a nice two for two, and then almost made his third in a row. That was pretty sick. Um, I'm gonna put myself right after that. Yeah, and then I'm gonna put you <laughs> after that. But that's just because I was lining up every shot for you and you kept missing. Dude. <laughs> and then I, I'll put I, 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 I was I was actually I was actually gonna put uh I was thinking of putting you you first. I mean Besky closed that well. Um but but honestly, dude, once you pointed out, I mean, just how fucking bad I was at actually like hitting, like uh, <laughs> like just making solid contact, once you made a smash factor, I don't know if remember this, I actually yeah, had oh, a yeah. pretty a pretty nice one after that cue, but yeah. Siegel was lining me up well enough to have Vic made like five jokes of like Siegel lining up his boss on the pool shots. <laughs> and he kept like missing the ball. He was yeah. hitting like the side of it. And I was yeah. like, yeah. we need I, I to, we need to up that smash factor on the pool it. table. I had a tough performance. <laughs> um, but okay, sweet. Uh, thanks, dog. Cool. Thanks, Ethan. Um, yeah, thanks, Baylor, for Baylor's next? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to send Baylor in here? Yep. Meet the interns pod in the roto. Dude, these this call so to the good. bullpen brought to you by Dude, no, Horizon uh, Wireless. Driveline Pulse. Every call is a good call. What's up, Doug? <laughs> um, it's good, baby. No, the, the, pulse, the, the, pulse, the pool performance was Can rough. we fix this? Can we fix tough. this? This is really bothering me. Bro, we're, hey, on a we're in the middle of crunch. Yeah, we're in the middle of crunch. We can do this. Fix it by fucking... 
New guest in the room. All right, new guest. Meet Baylor the Fish. interns podcast. Baylor Fish, welcome on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Hit us on a quick background for, uh, you know, maybe someone's in, the, in, the, in this room. That, yeah. that don't really know you and or parts of the audience I mean, would have been a lot big. more would have been a lot more topical a couple of weeks ago um ecu yeah super yeah. they hosted super regional right yeah i think sir against texas first super i think maybe ever potentially yeah. i could be wrong but and they I, were hosting yeah no that atmosphere like yeah to be honest i i didn't buy like southern baseball atmospheres being from iowa yeah, until yeah. like you watch it be sold out on like a saturday game against michigan yeah. and you're like Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it this looked, is different. It looked awesome. I mean, that was that that super regional was also insane. Did you go the back? The games were just so no, back and forth. It, it was killing me. Like, I it was one of the reasons like I went there is I wanted to watch the games there because yeah. like I remember watching a couple of their games like last year and just the the atmosphere was just like electric and yeah. they they get after it there. So yeah, they had that whole entire like viewing area behind yeah, right field, the jungle, the yeah. jungle. They get after it. Oh, so <laughs> sick! So sick! Yeah. Those games were nuts too because it was like just home runs back and forth and then texas had that almost insane comeback and it's a little bit of a homer dome um but like because just the fences are so short but like that play with texas where they they had the two outfielders collide oh yeah the ball gets uh tossed over the fence for a home run like yeah, that's yeah. just like almost like a normal thing for, yeah for the jungle but as well yeah as well it's a fun experience yeah so baylor uh baylor's here sports science lab tech uh intern um yeah, give us a quick rundown. Where, yeah, where you came um, from? As you said, here for uh, lab tech stuff. Uh, originally from Iowa, um, Cedar Rapids. Uh, lived there for twenty three years. Decided, and then I've split split the past year between uh, North Carolina and here. Nice, yep. nice. You're a grad student at ECU currently, yep, yep. going into your second year in the uh, biomechanics program. Yep, yep. That is, yep. That is correct. And go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was about to ask, uh, what's your favorite st- favorite state to live in so far? It's a I mean, I'll be very biased in terms. I mean, very loaded. Yeah. You know? I mean, dude, we're, we didn't hit Seawolf too many curveballs. I hit him with the pool yeah, curveball. Yeah. yeah. But but I told every intern I'm, I'm gonna hit him with at least one curveball. <laughs> oh um, god. But anyways, that, nope. that hopefully bought you some time to get a diplomatic answer. Um, sorry, uh, Washington Staters. Uh, this one's not it. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yo, bring in John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have yeah, to stay the, home state of Iowa. We just don't get a lot of love in general. So uh, I got. I got to. Got to say Iowa. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. yeah. Love that. That goes against a lot of feedback I've heard from about Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would have heard me good a things. Ago, I, would have, I would have said different strokes, different folks. But, but that's fine. That's fine. And what's uh, your what's your focus at ECU? Uh, like as far as like my research, mm-hmm. um, really trying to get at um, some deception stuff as far as pitchers, but from the hitting side, like as it does picking up the baseball as far as out of release point, like does that impact some like hitting kinematics and stuff like that? It's exciting shit. It's exciting shit. What have you been working on uh, mostly here? Besides, uh, besides Brady and Ben breaking, Jones bossing you around? Not breaking the lab. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're still developing trying to not break anything in the lab. Um, <laughs> today's not been a great example of that. But yeah, uh, um, yeah uh, some more of the same stuff. Hoping to get some uh, some more eye-tracking stuff done while I'm out here. Yes. Nice. How different um, would you say that your lab setting at school is to here? <sighs> Uh, it's very different. Very, okay. very like not even like love ECU, but it's not like they're not comparable. Yeah. Um, that lab is about probably got about 20 feet of space, like as far as like where you can actually move within while still being visible to the cameras. Um, and that with a bunch of windows uh, basically takes out anything that isn't hit into a net or thrown into a net. Yeah. Whereas here, uh, that's a batting cage. Cameras are outside. You can go live. You can go do whatever you want in that cage mm-hmm. and, and you're gonna be fine. What, what, what kind of marker set is uh, ECU? Um, like, like the cameras? No, no. Like, like how many? Like I'm assuming it's, it's a markered lab. Yeah, it's uh. So they don't actually dictate like as far as like what marker sets we use. They kind of yeah. like let you choose that. Um, okay. So it kind of depends. I know they do a lot of like gate studies yeah. up there, so they do a lot of like uh, full body like gate models, which mm-hmm. is just like redundant marker sets. Um, but for some of like the more sports angled stuff, uh, they they give you pretty much the freedom to choose what you yeah. what you want to do there. What would you say in terms of uh, frequency and workflow differences from here to there? Any, yeah, <laughs> the workflow here is definitely a, little, a lot more intense, a lot more to get done. But um, yeah. it's also a lot more streamlined. Like it's a lot easier. Um, yeah. Here you guys have been doing it for so long that like basically it's hit a button, make sure it runs, yeah, and then uh, go on to the next step. 
there it's basically like got to manipulate each trial got to make sure everything's working everything's basically done by hand yeah do you guys work with the sports departments at all no um not at all i should i should only say i can speak for the (laughs) baseball program uh (laughs) they work with some other ones they don't we don't get to really work with any with the baseball program got it is that something they're trying to build out or the coach is just not like it too much for the coaches to implement right now there's been there's been like a previous working relationship a little bit from Mm -hmm. as far as i understand um there that hasn't been in place for about four or five years and i don't think there's been any traction to uh regain that unfortunately yeah i was thinking about this uh this kind of thing recently about um more colleges and coaches like leveraging exercise science or physiology labs and stuff and doing it. But thinking about like the time when, you know, like we went to Auburn or like other places, like college coaching turnover is actually just so crazy that it'd be yeah. pretty hard to like, you know, set up a system that, that's so routine, especially at the upper levels. Yeah. Like it would be just, on the lab, right? That's coaches what just move around. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the way wake is set up basically. Well, and that's what's tough about it too. Cause like if you bring in a coaching staff and let's say they're only there for like three or four years, that's how long it might take mm-hmm. to get a like really solid system yeah. figured out, you know? Cause like year one is probably just exploratory. Year two is like an attempt at implementing your first iteration. Mm-hmm year you know three maybe you have a few things figured out and then all of a sudden you're about to go into year four and your pitching coach you know now he's going to be some like minor league coordinator taking a head job at some like you know d2 d3 so the the college coaching turnover has got to make that a lot harder yeah i guess that's a good point and that's probably something that wake does really well um is having it be more so just like a dedicated lab and like doing it on the lab's behalf. Mm-hmm. Like um, Dr. Nicholson does a great job at that. Whereas like- Someone said behind door, closed doors. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whereas if you, have the, uh, if you have the coaches that are like initiating it, yeah, I could see that being, being a lot tougher um, to kind of like overturn the, or overcome all that, all that turnover that you have on a regular basis. Sure. Yeah. How many grad students do they have there using the lab? Uh, I believe our, our incoming class was six to somewhere in six to eight, um, plus what we had second year. So probably anywhere from like ten to twelve, I would th- I would say. Got mm-hmm. it. Does everybody collect their own dedicated data set for their research, or do uh, some of the students kind of collaborate and just do different analyses on the same set? Yeah. So basically, your first year, um, they encourage you as much as possible to kind of help those second year students who are collecting their like thesis data like mm. during the school year. Um, so that way you kind of get a little bit of experience, kind of a little bit more introduction to like the tech side of things mm-hmm. uh, and how collections are actually ran. Um, and then in year two, you kind of, when it's time to collect your data, you uh, basically have the first years and then any other like undergraduate students that find your stuff interesting. Nice, nice, nice. What other, what other sports are they working with? Uh, I know they've done some stuff with like track, uh, track and field, um, driveline track, <laughs> yeah. <Angle> track, <laughs> dot driveline and baseball.com. Check it out. Coaches. <laughs> um, I think that might be it. And then the, one other question, if you, are you guys implementing any other technology that you're able to like pair with motion capture? Yeah, um, they do some like EMG. They've tried to do uh, well, not. They do some EMG stuff um, nice. as far as they pair that some of that data. Uh, I think that's more of like on the dance side. They've done a lot of dance research. Oh, that's very cool. Um, yeah, some of those th- I've listened to some of the people <clears throat> present. They've been pretty interesting. But um, what are yeah. findings? Trying to become a better dancer. That's that's a loaded question. That's way <laughs> become a more favorite. more effective dancer. <laughs> Hopefully, when I if when they hand me my master's degree, I'll be able to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and back. you'll be a better dancer for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hoping Inspire. hoping to improve to my dance skills there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay, who do we got next? Oh shit, we got to keep it rotating. Uh, what? Uh, actually, real quick, what was your um? Didn't you? But in between undergrad and grad school you did some coaching at some point so actually that was all during undergrad because okay so i went to undergrad in the same city like i grew up in um Mm -hmm. and my dad's been a high school baseball coach for about it seems like 95 years going on yeah yeah. um so i did like four years while i was an undergrad of coaching and then moved to north carolina so that got kiboshed nice nice yeah 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 and that was like i remember you talking about um you had heard of driveline at that point in time yeah yeah. Um, so actually, 
one of your guys' former employees used to be my GA. He came out here while I was still in undergrad, uh, Chico Lizarraga. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was out here, so I kind of heard about it a little bit. Because um, mm-hmm. then he came back and was doing some coaching in the same conference, like the high school I went to was in. So it's kind of like introduced to it in that way. And mm-hmm. then like once you kind of like fall down that rabbit hole, and then like obviously I love science. So like once that door was opened, like yeah. there's, there's no shutting it. You so. just kind of go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes yep. sense. Yeah. That's far. Thanks for coming on, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me know about the dancing. Sure. For yeah, sure. yeah. 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 I need those yeah. insights, dude. Keep keep the lab not on fire too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And this call to the bullpen for the next round of interns. Wait, who do we have coming on next? Alfredo. Alfredo. Third intern. The Meet the Interns podcast. Brief intermission. Which we filled in the time dude. with. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great to be back, man. We were making we were making a primary uh, host of the podcast joke yesterday because you're just always gone. Well, it wasn't a joke. I just explained it. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what's up, baby? What's going on? Th- third intern of the day. What's up, Suarez? We're just rolling him through. Yeah, who, who's also been been uh, staying at our house uh, the last couple of days, so he's got a very intimate look at uh, mm-hmm. some behind the scenes lifestyle, which yep. you know, feel free not to mention. This is but, a uh, this is a driveline podcast. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, no, though. I understand. <laughs> no, I, I actually did show him. I actually did show him um, the the clip when uh, Karen and I chugged the beer on the no. podcast yesterday. When I was like, yeah. sometimes it gets loose. There's <laughs> been some not PG stuff. But, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save that for when that uh, that thing right there says uh, that Stop it's not recording. recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we can talk about those stories then. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself a quick intro. Where you're from? Yeah, uh, my name is Alfredo. Uh, I'm an R and D data science intern uh, under Caravan. Uh, I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and I'm a student at Penn State. Um, I worked this last year as a data analyst for the baseball team, uh, worked pretty closely with, uh, our director of ops and the whole coaching staff. Um, I built, uh, with a feature project I worked on, uh, was a collaboration between my roommate and I, uh, we built a, a transfer portal scraper. So, mm. uh, the coaching staff could basically just get a bunch of data on many of the players in the transfer portal. Uh, but the way we wrote it was pretty interesting. Uh, so we used MongoDB on the back end, which gave us the ability to do, um, to do many sports. So, uh, it's very much in the process of like being sold to Penn state athletics, but it's, it's got its own story yeah. to go with it. So I don't know. Uh, it was a really cool project, um, and learned a ton by doing it and, uh, showed that to, yeah, uh, especially right him. now that is huge right now. Cause all the, the transfer, transfer portal, yeah, the, yeah. The transfer rules since they've changed. The yeah. Portal so is fucking insane. So uh, a couple of years ago, the totals like on any given year were south of like 10,000 athletes. Yeah. But it's been rising so much. I think it's on pace to, well, it's obviously going to be the highest it's ever been, but over the last two years, it's like north of 20, 25,000 yeah. oh athletes in a year, which yeah. is ridiculous. And which is, it's, sp- it's just going to keep getting worse and worse too. Yeah. Which sport has the most transfers oh, in, football. The, in the portal? Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just a just roster size thing because yeah, yeah. all the programs get 90. 80, yeah, 85, 90 athletes, yeah. something like that. So yeah. what's the what's the strategy for an athlete then? Do you do you go to the transfer portal even if you don't? Like, I don't know how that works. Do well, you now, have to leave the team if if you well, are a part pre- of the portal? Previously, previously D1 to D1, you, you had to sit out a year and you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but currently you don't have to, you don't have to sit out a year now. No, you can, you can enter the portal and withdraw and there won't be any penalty. Um, and the way it works, uh, you can like enter your name in the portal, but if you actually like, if you're the coach for a particular team, you can't see athletes from your own school. Yeah. So if one of your guys enters the portal, he doesn't have to tell you if he doesn't want to, and you can withdraw if you'd like. So So you're a little protected a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not a perfect system, but it works at the moment. Um, Something's gonna have to change though. That's a lot of athletes yeah. to have at twenty, twenty five thousand. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's crazy too. I mean, I I am fully on board with anything that like puts more power and like autonomy in the athletes' control. Cause I think historically it has been pretty like one sided, you know. So like yeah, I'm I'm down with them. Like the uh the new um NLI stuff, ability to get paid, you know, ability to transfer. Because it, that has always been I think a Tom House had a tweet about that, like throwing shade at it recently, because a lot of coaches right now are complaining about the current state of the transfer portal. And he made some comment about how like coaches do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if they get a better opportunity or job and they'll just like bail on their school, you know, they're not, they're not like locked in. They don't have to sit out of here or anything. Um, but it is pretty crazy. Like 
the collegiate athletics is almost turning into this like farm system or ladder type thing that you can just like climb year Mm -hmm. to year, you know? So it's just like less and less of a regard for athletics. Also, the conference stuff right now is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, the conference Big 12, up dude. Let's go. Yeah, the Pac-12 teams are just like going to be dipping left and yeah. right. Their travel budgets are going to be ridiculous. Those flights from State College or <laughs> yeah. Piscataway, New Jersey to Los Angeles, California for an yeah. in-conference game is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's so nice. You got to hit up your dad for a, for a pilot discount, bro. Alfredo's dad's a pilot. Oh, really? Yeah, for yeah. United, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. You, 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 yeah, you got a discount uh, to fly out here. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> He's a beast. That's fire. Yeah, I was listening to... Who's the who's the Bills quarterback? Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I think, it was a, I think it was him on a podcast. He was talking about how when he was in college, uh, he didn't end up signing his junior year because he was like i yeah. like had a really good relationship with my coach wanted to go back i felt like it was right um kind of going like good guy approach on it but then the hosts were talking about like do you think the coach would have done the same thing like if they if they had an opportunity to go like uh get a better opportunity coaching or whatever do you think he would be like no nah, my quarterback I mean, we have a good relationship like uh i can't can't do that to him can't do that to the program wow you just know yeah, yeah i think the, sure. i think the actual the the rule on transfers now that changes like you get one right like if you do you more do than that one time transfer i think just got implemented in the last year but yeah. don't quote me on that i'm i'm pretty sure that's it too you're, that's, on, you're on video bro you're yeah. getting quoted <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the protection against like doing it multiple times so if you did it again you would have to go through the normal yeah, procedure you which would is have sit the out one of year, your wait, exactly. sit out of your competition but the one year rule is still pretty nuts i mean you can just like you know go somewhere that's the i don't know if you guys have seen but like everyone is making jokes that like they're now committing to lsu because lsu is just getting like a ton of players right uh-huh. now like people are people are entering the transfer portal and just like where are they going to lsu though because they're just like a they've got a ton baseball of baseball oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay. but yeah. i meant like versus like other good baseball teams. early in the i think there was just like a handful okay. of like really really good dudes that were yeah in the transfer portal from other like power five schools and now they're at lsu um, softball is crazy too. Like Oklahoma loses four or five, six games, whatever it was yeah. this year. And then they immediately, as the season ends, they get like the big 12 or big 10 pitcher of the year from somewhere. They get like Arizona States starting second baseman or something. It's just wild. Yeah. It's wild. Forks up. Forks up. I mean, that's a, that's a, a that'd, that'd be a fork down. They lost their, <laughs> lost their starting second oh, baseman. That's true. That's so true. wild. Uh, but baseball analytics wise, like what's what's been your experience working with the Penn State team? Like, what have you learned from that? What, what kind ton. of perspective has that given you? I've like, learned a ton. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is I, I grew up in a house uh, around baseball players. So uh, I I quit at the age of twelve for the good of the game. I was I wasn't good at all. <laughs> Fell on uh, that sword. Yeah. Um, but my my dad played at Purdue. He was a catcher, and my brother, ironically enough, is a catcher committed to Ohio State, or he actually just got on campus. Um, but um, I'd always been a proud Nittany Lion, so them talking crap oh, yeah. about Penn State baseball was how I got involved with the program. But being with the program, I've learned a ton just about how baseball players like actually think. Um, yeah. I've always thought about it more like a theoretical lens and looking at like the data and like that kind of thing. Um, but seeing uh, just what it takes like on a day to day basis, just being around players like at practice. Um, you know, sometimes you may have a, a practice that starts at seven a.m. and I yeah. have to be there too, and I'm not on the team, but mm-hmm. there's still some responsibility. So um, there's been a ton. Um, a lot of it has just been understanding what teams value. Um, I guess as an outsider, you maybe don't understand uh, like just how much teams value like pitch movement or or deception or like all kinds of other things. Um, but getting Great. a sense for what matters mm-hmm. is just really the big thing. Oh, yeah. Well, some people, uh, I'm sure there's still a lot of teams that are like, thinking incorrectly about what does matter yeah like you can just of course i think Uh, the best way to evaluate a program for what they like truly care about is just like look at a week's worth of practice plans mm -hmm. if you're just doing first and thirds and uh pickoffs yeah i like you know if you're spending the majority of your pitcher's development time on like defensive characteristics or things like that like that right there tells me a lot that you're like you're behind you're behind the field, right? Now. If you're analyst saying code in MongoDB, you're behind. <laughs> I mean, if, if you have an analyst, you are ahead of the field. Yeah. How, how big is your uh, team of analysts? So we have a group of about 
10, um, but we're looking to expand for next year. Uh, and actually, that's part of my job is I'll be the director of analytics when I Recruit get some people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So if anyone understands anything about Python, R, SQL, MongoDB, uh, anything about machine learning, please reach out. I mean, not, I mean, <laughs> and not you go to anything. Penn State <laughs> to the bar, the bar a little bit higher. Yeah. Okay, okay. After you reach out to Caravan, then, then reach out. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll push, I'll push some people, I'll, I'll push some people your way. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they got to be Penn State students, but yeah. yeah. So just enter the transfer portal, <laughs> transfer over to Penn for, State. For, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what you need. You need to uh, develop a transfer portal for, uh, for analysts college, around. Yeah. yeah. Steal a couple people from uh, from Wake Forest. Take some people from from North Carolina. We've talked Iowa. a little bit about it in the past. Is there a good like uh, existing community like place for college analysts? So I feel like there's a few schools that have really big like analyst teams. Yeah. Twitter. We've tried. Yeah, outside of Twitter. My, my 64 person bracket. Yeah, that. Uh, that's like, we, we tried the Slack. Yeah, Slack I, I, I people do have Slack channels, right? I mean, that, 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 that's what I've heard. Yeah, but I mean. I honestly don't know if that's popping or not. I mean, I'm very sure it's not. Check the, we need to check the analytics I've on it. I've only clicked on it accidentally. I've only clicked on it accidentally. When I'm, I'm trying to go to Chiba Lote Marine Slack. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not too familiar with like hubs for where college analysts connect. I do know some other programs that do some good things. Like you mentioned, Wake Forest, UNC. Iowa does a pretty good job yeah, yeah. too. And that's, that's someone we're uh, thinking about a lot. So um, yeah, I'm not going to poach some of their people. <laughs> If I could poach anyone, I'd poach Bornstein. Oh, he's wow. He's no longer there. Yeah. That's my <laughs> he's gone. Shout out Sam if Us you're watching too. this. Yeah, Bornstein, if you still have uh, eligibility, bro. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. I want you. I think I still technically have a year. Yeah, if you want to grad transfer to Penn State, man, just hit me up. <laughs> but, uh, all right, uh, curveball, even though we know we said, like, keep it keep it kind of PG. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, what's been the what's been the most surprising thing so far? Being at, being at driveline. Uh, kicking it with us um, um, in person. Um, what has been surprising? Uh, shoot, that's a toughie. I'm going to need a minute to think about it because there's a lot. Uh, but, you just start um, spinning them out. Well, the PG ones of, at least. The PG ones at least. We can well, PG-13. Yeah, Throw an explicit true. tag on this. What's yeah. been most surprising is, I guess, just how much jank stuff there is is the way to describe it nice uh, so i love that you, answer so much um so a lot of like what you learn in school and everything is like super theoretical but you get to the real world yeah. and you realize just how messy things are yeah. it just has to work it just has to work yeah it just gotta work yeah. and then if it breaks then you'll just come up with an even more jank patch it up percent data science internship That's right hilarious. there baby. I, I honestly I love, love that. that answer so That's much man. hilarious so he much. come up with an even more jank solution yeah just like find it's a true. way dude yeah up, yeah no that's what i sound alfredo too just like one of the things um uh, well, well we were talking about yeah because he's looking for, for analysts and he was asking me like some advice or like how i look at potential applicants and, and i was telling him how like I mean, i've talked about this before on the pod like mo most applications i can kind of like look through and in 45 seconds like tell if it's like worth looking into more or just no yeah um and the most important thing really in experience is like being able to apply skills Cause especially for like a startup, like driveline, like, you know, we don't have, we don't have teams of people working on like one feature or like one, one product It's it's there, yeah. there's current projects going on. And the most valuable exactly. thing you can do is, is hop on a project and, and, and like help come up with solutions yeah. to, 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 to like improve it, yeah. to, to gain insights from it, to, to kind of patch up a pipeline. Yeah. Super common for, um, people to try to come off like really polished and like, um, well, or like have high technical skill on like interviews and stuff, yeah. like talking to them. And I, I as well try to look for like, you know, some sort of info that says like, you've been in an oh shit situation where you had to like troubleshoot something yeah. and like, and figure it out. Cause that's how it is here. It's not like you've got a trimester for this assignment and you know, have to dot all your I's and cross all your T's and do it. It's like, we need this. We just got to have this thing done. <laughs> Yeah, you know, by any any means necessary. Even jank jank means. It's actually, especially yeah. <laughs> jank yeah. means for sure. Rebrand as the core values of the the drilling data science department. <laughs> Got to have that jank in yeah. you. Yeah, gritty, gritty, not pretty. Percent. Um, but okay, sweet. That's uh, a good handling of the curveball. Yeah. yeah, way to handle that curveball. Thanks for coming on, Alfredo. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Uh, call, call John too when you when you bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Sweet. you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks.
meet the interns number four coming up yeah i gotta pee i gotta dip i gotta dip 11 minutes into this okay that's fine we'll, 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 we'll hold it down um man i've right. gone a couple a couple ways with that answer too I've, I've really yeah, I'm exposed. Glad, I'm glad uh, he didn't. Yeah, I've really exposed Alfredo. And that was good. Just driving him around. Really I'm very, very glad he didn't. So, for everyone listening, how are you doing? It's been a while. Haven't, uh... Dude, how much caffeine have you got well? today? To be honest with me. One cup of coffee. Oh, really? Only one cup of coffee? Yeah. What's your John? Have you been steadily just doing moving. one cup of coffee? Mm -hmm. Okay, because you told me you were trying to cut it down. Oh, have I? St I thought you meant steadily, like today. Steadily, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've gone over. Some days I've had like two, but usually I've just been going one. Right, Honestly, it helps with the energy. the Keurig here at in the kitchen. It's just <laughs> trash. Yeah. It needs to be cleaned out or something. The, the poop coffee, as Lindley calls it's, it, in yeah. uh, outtakes. But anyways, fourth intern, John. What's Let's up, man? Go. What's up? What's going on, John? Doing good. Yeah, you, you want to give us a quick, quick intro for the listeners? I mean, I know, I know you're a big shot. Like we we're talking, you have, you have commented on, uh, on, a, on a couple pro games. But uh, if anyone out there does know who you are, what do you got for them? Uh, yeah, so my name is Jean, and I'm from Taiwan. Uh, I currently go to school at NYU um, in the data science master's program. Uh, and yeah, here for the summer doing this uh, R&D data science internship. Well, How's it going so far? It's been really great. I really enjoyed here. Um, at least is this not this is an authentic answer. You're not just saying that because <laughs> yeah, Caravan yeah, yeah. saying hey, I'm, I'm handing him dog. Yeah. <laughs> Caravan has a gun under the table. I mean, that's why I took him out to lunch. I took him yeah. out to lunch a couple hours before this to, to butter him up. Yeah, all the projects I've been working on have been really fun. Yeah. Um, you do want to talk about your uh, your saber background and, and commentating background too, because I think both those are, are pretty interesting and. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, obviously, growing up. Um, since I'm from Taiwan, watched baseball, played a little bit of baseball, basically just like playing catch with my dad. Uh, actually really got into playing organized baseball when um, I lived in Vienna in Austria oh, wow. around middle school. And then when I moved back to Taiwan for high school, um, I wanted to keep playing. My high school didn't have a team. So I founded the baseball team at my school. Um, during the high school period was also when I started transition transitioning from like an old school baseball fan to like sabermetrics and stuff mm -hmm. uh joined a few facebook groups and made some friends there that talked sabermetrics and slowly shifted towards uh, this landscape uh and then once i got to college um you know um, our school actually participated in um the diamond dollars case competition every oh, semester nice. so i was able to join the team uh Spring semester of freshman year and um sort of just kept going from there what, what, um, what is diamond dollars for for people that might yeah, not know so diamond dollars uh actually uh hosted by vince Gennaro, vince Gennaro, the former president of saber mm -hmm. uh basically we have teams of um four or five students from from different schools uh and every time we're given a particular case um that's like kind of baseball ops ish um, kind of question that we have to answer using data analysis. Um, so I was so far I've actually participated in it eight times already. Oh wow! Which I think might be a record. Uh, <laughs> might have to check with Vince. You got a record, um, world but, record holder. Yeah, so that kind of really pushed me forward um, to doing more um, advanced analytics things in baseball and um, some and research and stuff too. like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you remember okay. do you remember your first personal saber project or favorite one? Uh like individual research? Yeah. So um a few years ago I actually uh wrote a piece on Fangraph's community community blog. Um it was back when MLB sort of announced that they're testing these different rules um at the Atlantic League. Uh, one of them was stealing first base. So instead of only having dropped third strike, now you can do that on every pitch. Um, so I sort of did a little project um, looking at if I use MLB data to sort of figure out a way to examine this, how would it turn out? And basically the way I looked at it uh, was, you know, because obviously in MLB there's only drop third strikes, so I can only look at, look at drop third strikes. But um, looking at how 
um, the batter's sprint speed correlated with whether or not they could reach base on a drop third strike. Mm -hmm. And there was essentially no correlation at all. doesn't matter oh, wow. how fast yeah. you run. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it's more about how far the ball yeah. got away. How right? wild the pitch is. Oh, yeah. yeah, or how, how bad the bounce is on a pass ball. So it would have to be a pass ball. I didn't know about this rule change. It would have to be a pass ball for, for yeah, you to be the, able to take The catcher off. has to catch the ball in flight. Otherwise, everything that's not caught in flight, the batter can choose to run for first base yeah. instead of continuing the plate appearance. Yeah. So um, like on a wild pitch, it, just a normal wild pitch. If it was like, yeah, it could oh, be like oh, the first count. pitch of yeah. the bat. Oh, count. They zoo it to the backstop. You I could these, just take off running and try to steal first. I had a crazy vision in my head where like the pitchers would have to worry about their time to the plate because you could yeah. just like once they started their motion they could just like take off for first <laughs> and you had to throw it home so then the, it's like a you the catcher and the first baseman got to connect to get them out dude that type of rule set would be terrible for <laughs> 2019 driveline trainees like oh. i mean even some now honestly why i mean oh the yeah. just pitchers oh would just, just every battery yeah, yeah. Base. yeah it's just <laughs> like automatically first fastball halfway up the backstop a load of base loaded of bases from like yeah first pitch, yeah, yeah. Wild pitches yeah it would be it would not be great Wait, so <laughs> what ended up being the conclusion in that uh in that piece i mean basically that just um, no correlation yeah, between speed doesn't speed have and, much yeah. to do with that so yeah. it's not like it would yeah. help yeah. Billy hamilton a whole lot compared it, to it like, would hurt pitchers yeah. that are especially yeah. wild more yeah. Yeah. yeah that's actually probably yeah the could scope like who has just yeah. egregious uh wild pitches or like pass balls that aren't even aren't even close what's interesting is um by studying um only drop third strikes uh one of the readers actually pointed out in comments that Drop third strikes usually only happen on really wild pitches. Yeah. And not like close, but, or in the dirt intentionally, things like that. So maybe the selection of the pitches is a bit biased, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure how they're doing it so far in the Atlantic League or whatever, wherever they're testing it. But it's pretty I, cool. I still think that's an underutilized, uh, just like tactic that you could do in the game currently. There was a guy that used to play for the studs who would always do that in what? two strike counts this he oh, would intentionally like swing and run on a ball yeah. like, like on a ball that's like pitch that's like well out of the zone that the catcher just clearly misses and he knows that it's like gonna go far enough like he'll just swing take the strike out and like run that, that, i mean that's impressive does he do that while the pitch yeah, is coming or after he sees the catcher i mean yeah it's like it's like he'll do like a late swing mm -hmm. as he sees that they're gonna they're gonna miss right. it and and then you know if someone's going to come out and argue that like it wasn't a real swing, then fine. But he would at least try for it, you know. Yeah, I still think it's like an underutilized. Yeah, what, what, what like kind of success? That's crazy. What kind of success did he have? Oh, almost always. Oh, really? Yeah, just because you would get a first. You would just you would do it on a pitch that you know is like going to yeah. go to the backstop, and yeah. that's like sacrificing your own stats for the team. Hundred percent. Yeah. You just take the strikeout. Yeah, and it wouldn't hurt, or it would, and it would count against like all the others too, right? Because yeah, like drop even third your strike, on base goes down. Even yeah, you reach. Yeah, it's like the ultimate uh, selfless team guy move. Yeah, <laughs> but there's so many situations where it does happen because, like, we'll jokingly yell it from the bench in two strike counts when, like, a guy just throws a curveball that's like 40 feet bounces over the catcher's head. We'll just yell like swing and run. You know, you could do that. A, a I, I, I want to see, yeah, see this happen in, in in person. How many times did the other team call him out? I've never, never seen anyone you're like, like, you're like too embarrassed. Or like, yeah. dude, yeah. Yeah. Don't even call it out. Like, yeah. pitch was so wild. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Take second too. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know technically when, like, how late could you swing for it to be considered? I mean, I think probably something in the so, rule book. The, the, the problem is baseball hasn't really defined what to swing. Yeah. So that's yeah. the big yeah. issue that comes up when people are debating check swings because it's not defined. You can't just say this is or isn't a swing because yeah. it's not in the rule books. So oh, I didn't know that. Saying. I just assumed because a lot of people just talk about like the whatever, 90 degrees from. Some people say mm -hmm. like breaking your wrist or like crossing the front of the plate, but mm -hmm. it's literally just not a rule. Yeah, yeah. that's why I feel I like that tactic, that. especially, I mean, it would not be good for development, but I think you could run away with some like youth baseball tournaments if you like leaned into that seriously bring, bring goes back against small everything ball. goes against everything uh oh, devin yeah. morgan academy 100 <laughs> percent. 
It's just like completely selling out to try to win. But tomorrow, like tomorrow, we see a bunch of kids just like, fucking <laughs> hacking like yeah. way outside. Yeah, phone is sprinting. Just the no. machines throwing like fifty foot curveballs. <laughs> yeah. The machines like beaning them. Yeah. <laughs> so tight though. I feel like it. I don't know. I think it could be like legit strategy, unless there is something in the rule book that says you have to swing by this time. Like you know, I think I've seen guys like jokingly do it in the bigs. Like I feel like I've seen videos somewhere of someone like. You know, if someone throws a pitch to the backstop and some guy like jokingly swings and like fakes like he's gonna run. I know there, there was. I think there was a play a few years ago in the minor leagues where it was like a fifty footer, mm-hmm. and then the hitter kind of just jokingly like went like this um, with one handed swing. Yeah, and then the umpire called a swing. Oh yeah. So I mean, if that if that can happen, like. Dude, like it was just like a practice motion and or whatever, but yeah. the umpire called a strike. Yeah, that's epic. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, uh, do you want to talk about your uh, your commentating career too? Yeah, so I think, it's, um, I think it's a good story. Back in 2020, when when COVID happened, and you know most leagues around the world weren't playing, um, the CPBL in Taiwan was the only pro league that was um, playing baseball at that time. Um, so some of the networks actually came up with the idea to do English uh, broadcasting for fans around the world to watch some CPBL baseball. Um, at first I wasn't part of the broadcasting. I was, uh, in charge of, uh, running the Twitter for one of the teams, the Fubon guardians. Um, and then later on I got to get in a booth and do some, um, commentary and it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, how, how uh, CBL's number one fan <laughs> podcast guest, Alison oh, yeah. Mitchell, it, yeah. it, like started, started talking and, and got to know each other. Oh, nice. Yeah, when when she knew that I was applying for the internship, she was like, "I definitely have to get you here." <laughs> That's awesome. That's that awesome. is great. Would you have you ever considered doing broadcasting, or would you ever consider doing broadcasting as a career? Um, so before that, I've never really considered it because I don't know. My parents always complained that I don't speak clear enough. <laughs> but um, you know, after having done it, it, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so it'll be an option, but I think right now I'm more focused towards like. Um, certain metrics and things like that it's also cool because they're i mean they're kind of intercepting now if yeah. not now sometime in the future right with like advanced broadcasts yeah they got like, like petriello doing the statcast uh, yeah. broadcast i don't know how often do you know how often he does that i feel well, like they really... discontinued the statcast they did okay this year. Yeah. they replaced it with the k-rod that's right uh, i remember there was something that, that, that's why i looked to you i was like john's fucking nails on just mlb updates uh yeah. random baseball trivia i was like yeah they still doing that nope yeah those you- were really fun but the sad thing was yeah. um it was on espn2 and yeah yeah for the few years they were doing it i was mostly not in the u.s mm-hmm. and there's no way to watch it when you're outside the u.s oh, yeah damn oh, that's so you can you- pirate it but i didn't really want to do it yeah, yeah do you think there's a market for that advanced uh, for- broadcast i mean i think so Maybe not as an alternate, but just eventually it's going to blend more and more towards that. that The current ones are just going to change that way as opposed to having like two separate ones. Yeah, and even if you look at specific um, regional networks, some are far more advanced, like Mm -hmm. the Astros, even the Mariners right here. They they incorporate a lot of that. Some teams I've seen, like, they're still like batting average. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just early across all sports too, Even, even hockey too. Because I have baseball seen... has to be the at the forefront, though, right? I would I think, think uh, but I think hockey has some like we were talking about this yesterday. Because really? I don't know if you've seen uh hockey games recently, but uh, Vic was talking about how, like now they'll light up players' yeah. names mm-hmm. and, and like light up the puck and stuff too for, yeah. for viewer experiences and have uh, like yeah. that about like how, how many miles they've they've skated and yeah. all this stuff. Basketball is actually pretty interesting too because they got sport vision cameras. I was gonna say and, I think and, basketball's doing a better yeah. job. It seems like or what about the, golf? Because golf has show. been doing like at least launch Go- golf is launch more, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i've definitely seen some stuff in hockey like what you're talking about even in the stanley cup playoffs they would have like on-screen visuals of like ice yeah. time yeah. total mileage like some like advanced workload stuff so baseball should be the forefront but i i honestly still think there's so many the, uh old school like gatekeepers i think uh, yeah well on too the, on the casual of a viewing yeah. population it, it, right it's now. a wide variety it's a wide variety of, of baseball fans yeah like I, maybe I baseball just faces more like old school yeah. backlash compared to other sports even yeah. though on yeah. the actual analytical front it's kind yeah. of yeah and, i think that's been, that's yeah. pretty yeah. spot on honestly i think as as more and more of the information that's readily available is like put in front of people it'll be one of those things where like 
if you watch a game now and they don't have velocity in the feed, you're just like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like even at the park when I look yeah. around. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I think the same I thing is going to, there's no velo. The same thing is going to start to happen with like exit velo, launch yeah. angle, spray angle, all that stuff. It's like, if you just like start to drip that in more and more to where it's like, they expect it, you're going to be watching a game. And after someone hits a home run, if they don't show the distance in EV, you're just gonna be like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. I want to know what that was, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, I haven't been to a Yankee game in a while now, but uh, I remember going in the past, they would show EV for home batter balls, but not. Away oh, really? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Wow. What a tidbit. Okay. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. We, go. we gotta wrap this up. We're gonna, gonna wrap, wrap it, wrap yeah, it up as yeah, one. Wrap it up. Yeah. Dude, thanks um, for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna make a joke. Like they'll they'll keep progressing as Jean keeps spelling up diamond dollar appearances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by the time he's, he's he's got a baker's dozen, yeah. the, the NLX broadcast will be will be pumping. But uh, yeah, good to have you on, man. Thank you. Um, Meet the interns, yeah. 2022, episode 88. Yeah, that's a wrap. Come thanks, subscribe. guys. Peace. <laughs> See you, everybody. Peace. Thank you.